You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast. That's AKA Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. So Andrea, I have to tell you, you know, here we are in the middle of February, and this is the time of year when I really start getting tired of cold and winter and wearing 18 layers. And here's my example. Okay, are you ready? Okay. So I went for a walk this morning and I put on my wool socks, my cold, my comfy wool socks, and then my big snow boots so that I wouldn't fall on the ice. And I don't even think I got a block away from my home. And one of my socks was down in the toe. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> uh-huh. where I had just a bare foot and my sock was all wadded up at the bottom. And then it was windy out. So the wind was coming through my boot and my foot was cold and I was stomping along. I was, I'm sure if anybody was watching me, they were, they knew I was not happy. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's funny because I have a similar story where I was walking my dog Bart and I wear snow pants. I wear, you know, extra <laughs> sweatpants and then like regular pants anyway. So I fell on the ice and guess oh. what? It didn't hurt at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing so many clothes and Bart's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh yeah. I'm definitely, you know, we live in Iowa. We know that it's coming every year, but it's always like, this is kind of when it starts dragging on for me and all I, especially now that the route for Ragbri is announced, I'm ready yeah. to get outside and start biking and wearing a short sleeve jersey instead of three winter coats. <laughs> I mean, imagine just going outside of your house as is. Oh, wow. <laughs> Does that, is that going to happen, do you think, in the future? I don't, I guess I don't know at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So speaking of, you know, wintertime, um, we have a special guest on the show today, and he is going to talk about training for RAGBRAI. And I guess before we get to it, have you started training yet? Well, I'll say I have done a little indoor cycling, but mm-hmm. this time of year, I do like to get outside because yeah. I'm getting, you know, cabin fever from being inside. So I do a lot of cross-country skiing mm. when snow's available. I do a lot of long dog walks with my, my Bart, mm-hmm. and um, I do a lot of, like, yoga and stretching just to kind of keep the cramps out. But that's about as far as I've gone, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, How about you? Um, I love snowshoeing when it's Mm. snowy. So we've been doing that a lot. And then I have a fat bike. So I am, as long as it's not like below 20 degrees, I'm pretty good about bundling up and going out on the fat bike. Um, Lately, there's been a lot of ice. So Mm. that isn't as fun for me. Right. Right. That ice is no good on the, the, any kind of bike, really. Right. Even if you have studs on the tires, it's still, I don't know, I get I get kind of um, everything tightens up because I'm nervous about falling, even though, like yeah. you said, you know, if you have enough layers, it doesn't hurt that bad. But yeah. um, but then I've been also taking to the indoor trainer and I do a lot of riding on an, I'm sure most people know about the app called Zwift. It's kind of like a game where you're an actual avatar and um, you can win different levels within Ooh. Zwift. And I will tell you, I just leveled up and I won a pair of virtual pink socks. So, Look at you. Yes. And I already have a pink bike. So when I'm <laughs> in my virtual world on Zwift, 
I look at myself and I'm wearing <laughs> a jersey. I can't remember what jersey I have. I think it's black, but I have pink socks and a pink bike. I mean, that sounds pretty much like you in real life. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I know. So, okay. So I alluded to the fact that we have a special guest this week and let's tell them who it is. Yes. Cycle coach, David Erdl. He's been RAGBRAI's, he's pre- prepared RAGBRAI's training plan for years now. I mean, more than a decade of training plans, getting you ready to ride RAGBRAI. And it's just, if you're worried about getting your mileage in, do his training plan and mm-hmm. you're going to be more than set. So he's just got a wealth of knowledge about cycling and about preparing for long rides and also bike racing, incidentally. But, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's not necessarily yeah. our wheelhouse, but he knows a lot about it. And he uses that for us more casual cyclists. And didn't you just post on the RAGBRAI website? The 2022 RAGBRAI training plan from Coach Ertl. So it's all out there. It's ready for you to go. Um, we have a little link on the menu at the top of the website that says training. Mm. And that's where you're going to find everything you need to find. And in fact, if you want, you can look back and read his training blogs from all years past. Oh, okay. So, so and is it a specific um, training guide that it may say, ride my bike this many minutes or this many miles on this day? Yep, it's a schedule of days and oh. each, you know, exactly how many miles he would recommend that you ride per day and by the week. And then it's, uh, as a companion to that, he has a series of blogs through the year. So he'll only have one blog posted as of right now for this year, but you can look back at his previous ones. But mm. it just kind of does a deeper dive into like, how much should I be drinking or should I be worrying about the mileage today mm-hmm. and, you know, stuff like that so that. Um, it's not just the plain numbers on the sheet that you have to follow. It's there's a lot more to it, and it's all totally free. It's all there on the oh, Backbrae website. Yeah. So and a lot yeah. of people, I'm one of them that um, I know I should be training, but it's really motivating when I have a piece of paper or a chart that I can go look in online that tells me what I need to do. So and yeah. when you know when it comes right down to it, Andrea, you know we're all accountable for our own training. So yeah, we yeah. we're the ones that decide if our ragbri is going to be really fun or really strenuous. Yeah, and you know, it's a good benchmark. Yeah. You can see, oh, well, okay, I've been doing X number of miles a week and it's not really enough or this has never happened to me, but you could look at it and say, "Oh, wow, I've been doing way too much. I should cut it back." <laughs> <laughs> well, let's so. uh let coach Ertle tell us all about the training plan. And I will tell you, he has modified his training plan for 2022 to focus a little bit more on longer mileage. So I think it's going to be helpful for all of us. Yep. Can't wait. Let's go. All right. Well, on the show today, we have Coach David Ertel. Hey, Coach. Hey, how are you doing? Good. And for those of you who have been doing RAGBRAI for a while, uh, hopefully you've heard of Coach David Ertel. He um, posts a lot of blogs and training plans so that you can get ready to either ride your first RAGBRAI or your 30th RAGBRAI. So when you look at, you know, how you come about training plans, can you give us a little, maybe a little bit of background about you? Okay. Well, to start off, as best as I can recall, I began riding a bike about 59 years ago. Oh, nice. And so I've been at it a while. And actually, this will mark the 50th year that I've raced. So I know a thing or two about training. At yeah. least I, I, I think I do. And uh, 
you know, one good thing about cycling is it's something you can do for the rest of your life and it will help keep you young. Definitely. Um, so I, I began coaching 21 years ago because I was interested in knowing more about the science behind training and there were more opportunities to learn about it and become certified as a coach. And mm. I'm now certified through USA Cycling as a level one coach. So I began coaching. I worked with individuals. I've also worked with a number of teams. And I've also been blogging now for RAGBRAI for 14 years. Oh, wow. Hard to believe. And the good thing is all of these blogs are are saved and available on the RAGBRAI website. You just go in and search for the RAGBRAI training blog. You should be able to find them. They're all in there chronologically. Mm-hmm. A lot we, of good information. Yeah, we actually talked about that on the last episode. Uh, Andrea mentioned that there's literally a category on the ragbri.com website that will bring up all of your previous blogs. So, And I know every year you provide something new as far as a training plan. And really, that's why we had you on today um, to talk a little bit about, you know, of course, we've seen a lot of concerns with people thinking, oh, my gosh, I have to ride my bike 100 miles. And I hopefully, Coach Ertle, you're going to put us all at ease and help us um, get through the mental game of figuring out, can we really ride our bikes that far, right? <laughs> Yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you, you know, you briefly mentioned that you actually race bikes and you coach people who race. And that brings me to what I think is a pretty important question. Can you explain whether you look at RAGBRAI as a race or a ride? Well, RAGBRAI stands for Registers Annual Great Bike Ride Across Iowa, mm-hmm. not race. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's definitely a ride. It's a tour. And touring means cruising along, enjoying the sights, enjoying other people, enjoying the towns you ride through. It's definitely a ride, and you should treat it as such. A lot of people I know get out there and hammer away and try to get to the next town as soon as they can. In my opinion, they miss much of what RAGBRAI is about, Mm -hmm. which is the camaraderie, the eating, the drinking, the being merry. Um, So speed isn't really something you need to train for because you know it's not really a, a timed event mm-hmm. yeah now, and having said that from time to time i i like you know when I'm talking about ragbri with someone i just throw out hey i won ragbri last year boy are they impressed <laughs> <laughs> i always wondered so, who won every year yeah it's coach Ertle. okay <laughs> but uh no just uh, you need to train for endurance because you're going to be sitting on your bike for hours a day for mm-hmm. seven days in a row that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this year, obviously, at this point, we know the overnight towns. We don't actually know all the in-between towns yet. So I don't think at this point we can specifically speak to how much elevation, you know, flattest, longest, all all that sort of thing. But I think everyone by now should know that Iowa is not flat. Right. And, um, yeah, if you haven't been here, that may be a your impression of Iowa, but mm-hmm. Iowa's got quite a bit of rolling terrain, especially on the west and east sides of the route this year. Even without knowing the specific route, I know that there's some hills mm-hmm. as you get closer to the Missouri Riverside and the Mississippi Riverside that um, they're not huge, but they're consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll have a, a few days where you're pretty much going up and down all day, and it, it will wear on you. Mm-hmm. 
And then adding on to that, you know, this is Iowa, so there may be some excessive heat and humidity. So should we get right into, you know, some of your tips or pointers on when should we start training and how? Well, I one question I have is when did you stop training? Ooh, very <laughs> that, good. That, that's very that, good to think about. That's the coach and me talking, but um you know, hopefully you've been staying fit, doing something over mm-hmm. the winter, not just being totally sedentary. But if you have, now is the time to get moving. You're still, what is it, five and a half months away? Yeah. You've got plenty of time to get in shape, but the earlier you start, the better off you'll be. And uh, I know I've gotten actually some comments that people are already starting to train who live in warmer climates. But if you live up north here, we still have snow on the ground. Mm-hmm. It's finally broken freezing but there's other things you can do you can go to the gym take part in some sort of aerobics classes or spin classes are great something to get moving get some aerobic fitness going Mm -hmm. Uh, you can go out and cross-country ski or snowshoe that's excellent but just just try to get active if you haven't been Mm -hmm. a lot of people like have been getting onto their trainer and following these computerized programs Mm -hmm. those are also good motivation uh, but yeah, you should start now. So sitting on the couch and looking at YouTube videos of past rag brides is not going to get you any more fit, right? No, but it might get you um, psyched up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So a lot of the questions that we get, you know, on the podcast when it comes to training specifically is people want to know the number. How many miles do I need to do training to be able to do ragbri. And I don't I, I may have a different opinion on this than you, but I mean you are the official coach, so let's hear it. What's the number? Oh, it depends of course on the individual. Yeah. Uh, younger people can just hop on their bike and go and, and do whatever. But um I like to give people a rule of thumb that you should aim for a thousand miles of riding before you get to ragbri. Hmm. Now that sounds like a lot, but when you think about having twenty two weeks between now and then that isn't all that much mm-hmm. and if you start you know as soon as the weather clears up even if you start doing 10 or 15 miles like my training plan indicates it will add five miles a week to your longest ride and you'll be able to do 80 to 100 miles before you get to rag bride mm-hmm. and i think you know like you say adding a few miles to your training plan each week doesn't that also help with, you know, getting your sit bones used to sitting in the saddle and then also the mental part of riding? Yeah, um, a lot of people worry about their leg. You know, their leg's going to hold up for this much riding. And uh, based on what I've observed and heard, that's not the first thing to um, to wear out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people complain about their saddle and their seat. And... Um, that's one of the reasons you have to get out and ride longer mm-hmm. rides is to condition your body to sit on that bicycle and that small seat and be resting on your hands and uh, training your body, your arms, your hands, your shoulders, your neck, uh, your feet, everything, just getting used to being on the bike for long periods of time. Um, if you can do that, and the best way to do that is through riding progressively longer rides, mm-hmm. um, I think you'll be well on your way to having a successful and enjoyable rag bride. Mm-hmm. I 
I actually have used the example before, you know, if you have to rake the lawn and you have not done any raking whatsoever and then you go out there and spend six hours raking, we all know how you're going to feel the next day and you're going to have blisters on your hands and your body's going to ache. So it's the same concept. If you don't train on your bike, you you should expect to be sore if you're just going to, you know, be somebody in their 30s or 40s or 50s and jump on a bike and try and do 450 miles. Right. And um, again, the, the key word is gradual. Mm-hmm. Build up gradually over time. And you've got plenty of time if you start soon. Adding five miles a week to your longest ride isn't asking all that much. Right. And um, now I should mention, I've I've coached, besides coaching racers, I've coached some charity ride groups and recreational riders. And, you know, there's some people saying, well, my goal is to be able to ride 20 or 25 miles by the end of summer. And to their amazement, a large number of them have been able to ride 100 miles. Mm. It's something that even a non-cyclist can aspire to within the, within the season. And one of the reasons is cycling is quite forgiving. You know, it's not like running where you're you're banging on your body and your joints. It's uh, it's easy on your body relative, but you've got to be ready to be on the bike and in that position for long hours mm-hmm. at a time. I, I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, I know there's been some concern expressed about the Century Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same philosophy holds. It's, uh, it's just about being conditioned to sit on a bike and pedal for that amount of time. And uh, if you look back at past rag brides, every one of them has had at least one 80-mile day. Mm-hmm. If you can do 80 miles, you can do 100 miles. It just takes longer. It shouldn't necessarily be that much harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may be a little more tired. You should be. 100 miles is quite a feat, but it's doable if you're if you're in shape. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned this in a previous podcast that, you know, back in the day, Ragbri had a 100-mile day every year that everyone did, and that's one of the reasons why we have it this year. They brought it back, you know, to kind of honor John Karras because he used to plan a 100-mile. And I think everyone knows that it's always been an optional ride in recent years. You know, people kind of wake up the morning and think, all right, can I do the Karras loop today? Can I do 100 miles? Well, now you don't have to think about it. You just you get to get up and everyone gets to do it. Yeah, and uh, I don't know what more I can say other than, you know, be prepared, build up to longer ride. One thing I will add, though, is you don't have to do 100 miles in training. You know, if you can work up to 70 to 80 miles as your longest ride during the lead-up time to rag ride, then you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to remind people that we have something between 14 and 15 hours of daylight in July in Iowa. And even if you poke along at a measly eight miles an hour and take several stops throughout the day, you'll still be able to make it. Now, most people ride quite a bit faster than eight miles an hour. Mm -hmm. The point is you can get it done. You don't have to be fast. You just have to to keep at it. Mm -hmm. And that was actually my next question was going to be about pacing. Like, do you feel like riders need to be very conscious of their speed or do you think it's more about feel yeah um unless you're really going slowly like less than eight miles an hour then you probably have to pay attention to it Mm -hmm. 
But the main thing is not to push too hard and wear yourself out before you get done. Mm-hmm. And and just as a rule of thumb, typically people walk at three miles an hour. So eight miles an hour is definitely a very uh, relaxed pace, wouldn't you say? Right. Yes. Yeah. So most people will probably be able to bike uh, faster than eight miles an hour. But as the day goes on, you know, it's not like you're telling people, all right, as your coach, if you don't maintain this miles per hour, you're never going to make it. And you can um, you can gauge for yourself how far you are, what time of day it is. Mm-hmm. Um, one problem sometimes people get into is they'll stop, they'll sit down, they'll have something to eat or drink. And before you know it, 45 minutes has gone by. Mm. Um Time goes really fast when you stop. <laughs> so, you know, you, you do want to, especially on a century day, you want to be cognizant of how much time you're stopping. I would recommend stopping at every town, maybe, especially if you're concerned about it. Mm-hmm. Resting for, you know, 10, 20 minutes, not too long. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe get some shade, refill your liquids and um, get on your way again. But and- I think it, people will be surprised how, how much progress they can make. Yeah, and it, and it's just a it's a great feeling to finish that day and look back and pat yourself on the shoulder and say, "Guess what? I did it." But uh, any tips that you can offer listeners as far as nutrition and water intake? Probably the tip is don't overeat. Mm. You know, you think about oh, a hundred miles, I'm going to have to just stuff myself the night before. That's not necessarily true. You just need to eat a good meal, have some, you know, carbs. Get up in the morning, have something light energetic, not too heavy, but just eat a small amount throughout the day. On the other hand, drinking is something you'll need to make sure that you you keep your fluid intake going in all day long. Mm-hmm. And if you stay hydrated, you get hydrated the night before. A lot of times people will neglect that or not really pay attention to it. You, you have to be conscious about drinking as well as eating. And uh, the tendency might be for people to eat too much and not drink enough. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I always notice if I fail at um, drinking enough water, I'll notice it the next day because then my body doesn't recover as quick. And one thing I've noticed is on long rides, you'll definitely feel fatigue, but sometimes that fatigue is dehydration mm. and not just muscular fatigue. So again, if you're starting to feel fatigue, make sure you're 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 drinking regularly you know you don't want your stomach sloshing but you should be going through a water bottle every half hour to an hour oh okay that's a great when it's really hot yeah i was just gonna say you know temperature we won't have any control of so it may be raining that day it may be 90 degrees so any tips as far as temperature management yeah you um for some reason ragbri is always on the hottest week of the year. I know, and yes. It, it very often is. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people, most people get up early, head out early while it's still cooler. Seek shade if you're starting to get overheated. You know, Iowa doesn't have a lot of tree cover, so a lot of the riding you'll be doing will be out in the open. But as you get to towns, you'll have an opportunity to, to cool off. Sometimes I'll have water hoses spraying water, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend. Uh, wear light clothing. Light meaning lightweight as well as light colored. Uh, you know, you probably don't want to be wearing black t-shirts mm-hmm. up there. But um, 
yeah, stay hydrated, keep cool as much as you can, and uh, even pouring water over your your head and neck and back can feel really wonderful when it's really hot. Mm-hmm. I think it was a couple of years ago when it was really, really, really hot. Uh, we would track down ice and put it in our helmets, and as it would, me- you know, it'd melt pretty darn quick. But exactly what you just mentioned, it would kind of run down your neck, and you would feel you know, the coolness, and then it would just be wet, and it would help a little bit with temperature, at least in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) I rode across the Arizona desert this summer, and one of the things we did was have ice socks. We put ice cubes into a sock and just draped it around our neck and let it slowly melt, and it can be very refreshing just having some cool water dripping down on you. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a great idea. And, you know, we mentioned that there's a blog on the ragbri.com site, and it features all kinds of good articles that you've written in the past. And as of right now, there's actually a training plan for the 2022 RAGBRAI that you have produced, and it's on the ragbri.com website right now. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, it's um, it's something I've been doing for several years and has been turned out to be quite popular. It, it's really just a guideline of how many miles you might aim for mm-hmm. throughout the weeks leading up to Ragbri. This year, and then probably because of the Century Ride, there's been more interest in it. People have been asking, you know, when are you going to have it? Can you start now? And so I've extended it. It's now a 22-week plan. Mm. It includes a little bit more mileage than previous plans just to make sure you're ready for the Century Ride. But it's a guideline. It has a suggestion for how much to ride during the weekdays, you know, assuming that you work during the week and then longer rides on the weekend. And, then, you know, it's a guideline. It's, mm-hmm. You don't have to do them all, but it kind of gives you an idea of what you might want to be aiming for. Mm-hmm. And probably the most important part is the longest ride of the week. Look at that and, and aim to hit that. And I'm pretty sure that if you do, you're going to be well set to, to handle RAGBRAI. Mm-hmm. And, you know, based on your training plan, are there any benefits to climbing hills or doing hill work before they hit RAGBRAI? Yes, there is. Um, if you live in an area that has hills, uh, don't avoid them, at least not all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I tell people that climbing hills is as much mental as physical. A lot of people, they'll see a hill coming up and they'll go, oh, no, a hill. <laughs> well, they've already lost the battle because they've, they've given up mentally before they even get there. Uh, by doing hills, you can prove to yourself you can do them. Mm-hmm. Um, they are harder, but just use your gears, gear down, try to keep a nice, even pace. If you don't have hills, if you're living somewhere where it's very flat, you can do some things to mimic hills. You can... Get out and ride into a headwind. I mean, almost everyone has wind. Mm -hmm. You can use a harder gear than you're used to to kind of mimic the the cadence that you'll be riding up hills. Or maybe do both. Find a headwind and put it into big gear and and grind away for periods of time. Excellent advice. And knowing the nice part about most of Iowa is our hills are rolling. So there's usually a reward when you get to the top of a hill and you get mm-hmm. to go back down. Yes, and um, I believe, I haven't seen the map yet, but typically 
the elevation overall goes downhill from the west to the east. Hmm. Now, it may not seem like it when you're heading up and down all these hills <laughs> yeah, all day. But... Yeah. <laughs> well, Coach Ertel, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. And I know a lot of people uh, will be tuning in to listen to this podcast and go to your training blog and also the training plan, which is now available. And like you mentioned, 22 weeks of training will get most people ready to roll for RAGBRAI. Yeah, remember, that's almost a half a year away, so don't panic. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so if you go to the RAGBRAI website, click on the ride link, and then on in that you'll see the training blog mm-hmm. listed or the training plan will be in there. What I find is you can just go to your browser and, and search for RAGBRAI training plan, mm. and it will take you right to it. Excellent, Coach. And we all know that we probably need to do some training before the big ride. But for like me personally, it's nice to have something to look at, you know, especially to have someone, a professional coach like you, providing a plan for free that, you know, it's up to you to follow it. But if you do, sounds like we're going to have some success. Yeah, just print it off. Just put it on your refrigerator or wherever as a reminder and uh, start riding. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Coach. Well, it's been my pleasure. Good luck, everyone. Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com, or you can also follow us on social media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology Podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then, Just Go Bike!